Yo, everybody, what's up? Back for another episode of Tay's World. I believe this is episode 24 or 25. I have a guest on from the Liberty community who I met on Twitter. We haven't talked much except for, for a couple of minutes prior to the podcast. His name is Jose uh, Gallison. Can I go with it? Um, I usually like to just go Gallison. We were talking before. It's a made-up name, so it doesn't really matter anyways. <laughs> yeah yeah. (laughs) i love it i love it um yeah man all right so we were talking about um or i guess let me ask you my my first question so what got you into podcasting how long have you been doing it sort of yeah we'll go from that i think podcasting probably it's gotta be seven or eight months now um i started uh, it was the height of the coup we me and my buddies that uh it started up this other project that was like a it was a net, we were trying to create like a network of Facebook groups uh, that, to kind of like help connect people during like the COVID and stuff. And it was supposed to be liberty focused. Nice. Uh, the goal was to be like non-political because our, our theory was that was what divided us the most. Mm, a lot of people nice. get all caught up in that side. So it was more just about having a network of people that like, and that way you have people you can lean on. And then uh, there was other like projects in there as well. Kind of end up like it, it had a real big boom and then kind of petered out because like Facebook it was right around the time Facebook started getting really crazy with its like censorship and like it became impossible to basically run a group or even just operate on Facebook, even not being like a shitlord like like just like just me like cause I used to I used to be like shit posts like crazy on Facebook and, and, and cause problems for fun. But then like once I started doing that, I kind of chilled out a little bit. But like there got to a point where Facebook, I don't really ever do anything on Facebook except for drop promos now because it's a nightmare. Like it's like it's like I think the last time I was on Facebook, I got banned within like not banned, but I got like a quick little like 12 hour uh, restriction. And I, I, I was literally messing around with a friend. I think I called them like I think I called the buddy a faggot, but it was like a buddy. Like, you know, I mean, it was like yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly yeah. in jest. Like it was my friends. And I'm like immediately I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> 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 so i was like uh, uh, okay i mean it's just that was a, a to very i was bringing that up to kind of like highlight how it basically became a failed thing i, mean, I don't know if i'd say failed because a lot of came out of it so i started out with my face with my youtube channel like i i i initially created what was the liberty movement youtube channel and the the, the which was because it was the liberty movement was the name of the thing on on facebook and it was supposed to be an outlet for it and it was a uh, like the idea was to help bring up content creators. And so what we did was had like a rotating thing of, of shows and like we would take some people who already had established shows, just use old content to kind of like promo them. And then oh, I also yeah. created my own podcast to kind of help boost it, you know, to kind of like, you know, move it along. And, th- and that did well. I never really like catch on, catch on. I got to, and it also was like, I mean, anyone listening, if this something sounds like you'd want to run, I still have the channel. I just don't really use it anymore. Okay. It did, did was very, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It's got a couple hundred subs. Um, but anyways, it just got a point where it's too much to handle. Cause I had to like drop new episodes every week. I had to like, I had to rip uh, uh, YouTube things from other pages, talk to other content creators. It was just this whole thing. And I just, it was too much for me. I mean, I have a busy life. I mean, if we're like a, if some single guy out there who wants to like, use it as like a springboard for their show or some shit it would it would it would work well but anyways it came out of that i got to the point where i couldn't handle that anymore so i just jumped off from there and only did my own podcast that's yeah i mean that's more manageable uh it's it i mean even now that's it's like the bigger it gets the more of a handful it is dealing with like scheduling and stuff like that but i mean it's pretty simple now it's definitely way simpler than when i was running that other channel as well which was like the rotating thing so yeah that's what got me into it. i've been doing like eight months or so um yeah i just I was using it to like kind of boost up this other concept I was doing. And then I don't know, I just 
it kind of died out and then it was left with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm glad I'm doing it. I'm, I have a lot of fun. It's, I get to talk to cool people. Yeah, I mean, man. I make a tiny bit of money. I mean, it's a fucking, this another revenue stream, a tiny bit. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not enough to be like, that's why I do this. Cause it's like, but it's, yeah. it's enough to like, you know, make it easier to justify to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so, go, so go into that from, uh, for me a little bit, because I'm, I'm sort of what, what, um, what uh fuck what is it the rss feed the uh the like i use buzzsprout i'm trying to think of what that is it's a it's the podcast host what yeah. what do you use do you use anchored what do you use i use uh red circle uh okay, which cool. it was actually mark claire himself who like i don't know why we were talking about it but he 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 like i don't know if you know him from lines of liberty um no he's i like don't the head guy he, okay mark claire some people All out right. there are like how the fuck do you not know him he's kind of a big deal uh <laughs> i mean not not like like dave smith a big deal but he, he's he's a he's been around since like the days of fucking tom woods like in the beginning All right, so good he, shit. he's, fuck he's yeah. an og but anyways, um, yeah, me and him were talking and he said, for some reason, he's like, yeah, you should go with Red Circle. I guess that's the one he used. I have no idea. I'm a tech idiot, so I don't know the pros and cons of why. I just, someone that I respected said it worked for them. So I was like, okay. And it hasn't filmed me awesome. since. I also, I also do YouTube as well. So like I do both. So do you I, have to pay for Red Circle? Do you have to like pay pay monthly? No, you don't. No, it's All free. Right. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I know there are ones you do have to pay. I don't have to pay for that one. So I don't, I don't know yeah, what pros dude. and cons come with that. Maybe it's one of those things that like, maybe once I get to a certain size, it'll be an issue. I have no idea. Yeah. Cause so. <laughs> okay. So, so, so the reason I, so I have Buzzsprout and Buzzsprout, you do have to pay a monthly fee, but the, the, the catch with, well, I guess not the catch the pro with Buzzsprout is that it doesn't matter how large your, your content gets right. Buzzsprout never owns any of your shit. You always keep the content. Like it's always yours. You can move it off Buzzsprout, whatever. And I'm going to have to do my research on, on Red Circle because I'd rather not pay money. Um, but I know that the catch with Anchor, which I which might be similar to, to Red Circle, is it's free, but the content is not technically all yours, right? So if you get to a certain point, Anchor might be like, yo, we're going to need a slice of that fucking revenue that's coming in. I have oh, no idea I, if that's the same. I get what same. you're saying. They take it, they skim up. Because I do know a lot of them have options for like, monetizing once you go to a certain size when it comes yeah. to those so i don't know maybe that plays into the the, the thing maybe they they boost your somehow boost your shit I, I don't know i don't know all the pros and cons i mean i, I mean i'm not really big enough to really be that concerned about it either it, so dude, it's like neither am i, neither am I. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get it out if if i ever get to a point where i'm concerned that they're trying to pull some sort of lame ass ip shit on my content like I, I don't care. I'm like, I mean, if anything, at that point, it's kind of like suffering from success. So yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> so true. Honestly, that's a great way yeah. to look at it. Yeah, because I'm kind of sitting here and I'm like, ah, shit's kind of fucking adding up as far as his cost goes. Yeah. So you said you're making a little bit of revenue. So I, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we don't need to go into specifics, but how are you making that revenue? Uh, money wise, I use Patreon. That's where pretty much the only money I'm giving. Right. Only because okay. I, yeah, I started. I don't remember what. Probably around episode twenty or thirty. I started doing it just because of the point. Like I did have overhead, and it was like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I just hated to like literally be using time and losing money. Mm -hmm. So it's like all I all I wanted to do was at least break even or not lose as much money. You know, now that I'm, not, I have nothing against making money. I do make a little. I probably make about enough to fucking fill up my car one and a half one or one and a half times a month now you know like and it's nothing i mean i'm very grateful for my patrons for anyone listening but I, it's not anything i'm not fucking rolling in the dough i mean anyone yeah. who's in this game to make tons of money 
Like you better get out. Even that, I would surmise even some of the big dogs probably don't make as much money as we think they do. I don't think, I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. I'm not going to guess at it, but I I would assume like it's, most of them have other jobs. Like Mm -hmm. for example, like I don't know how much Pete Quinones makes. I don't know if you know him, but he he still works on the side. So Mm -hmm. I I would assume if he's fucking making bank bank off this, he would like, no one wants to also work. Like why, why would he do that? He's made it very clear. I don't think he really cares too much for that. So Point being, I mean, I don't know. I would hate to try to guess at how much they make off this, but it's it's it, this is not the place to get rich. I think yeah. it's, it's it's not bad to have another revenue stream. I mean, but even then, it's like I'm gotten to the point where I fucking basically make a roughly. I mean, not to put specifics, but roughly, Bill fill up my car once a month. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, but I had to put in like seven or eight months worth of work of like constant like it's this is not like a hundred percent yeah and even then on the other end it's not like you're like obviously not everyone is destined to get to a pequeñones or a dave smith or or whatever and mm-hmm. even then they probably do, I, I would i would be blown away if they made more than 100k off of the podcasting oh yeah dude yeah, i don't think e- even close. like i mean even like dave i don't even so it's like it, this isn't this this then that's like the top tier fuckers so yeah <laughs> so this up, is dude. not there's nothing wrong with making a little money but it's also like don't if you're listening you're like i might want to get a podcasting you probably shouldn't look at it if that's your primary goal like mm-hmm. you're i know there are a million other things you can do that are far more profitable <laughs> no, straight up if, if profit right yeah. i agree with you 100 man if profit is your goal go get go get a job on the weekends or, or some i don't know find something else to do because for me dude i got into this because i was just like Originally, I got into it because I wanted to do a sports podcast, but then I was like, eh, I don't really give that much of a fuck about sports to the point where I want to be talking about it all the time. And I was like, I give a lot more of a fuck about sort of liberty and sort of discussing what's going on in our society, right? And sort of trying to parse through this stuff. And like, I don't know, man, I, I kind of my podcast is is it's called Tay's World. My name's Taylor, right? It's just it's all the shit that I'm interested in. You could be in, you know, XYZ profession doesn't matter. You could I like I'm honestly here's a question I have for you, man. Have you ever had somebody who is totally polar opposite politically from you on your podcast? And how did it go if you did? Because I'm debating doing it like I want to get like a socialist, like a hardcore socialist on here and just not like throw jabs, but just be like, why do you feel that that's the way to go? I don't know. I, I can't. I mean, I don't think I have. I think I'm mostly talking to Liberty people. Not that I was necessarily against it. But at the same time, I'm also I don't I also don't see myself as I don't see myself as an intellectual or I'm not here because I feel like I have some great thing to bring to the table if anything i just more like want to talk to people Fuck and yeah, something dude. like that like maybe if we're just talking i would have someone on just talk but if it's going to be like combative i don't i don't want to like give people the impression that i'm here representing libertarianism oh, and, dude, dude, and going same. going to bat because it's like they're gonna be like, oh look at him. like dude i'm i i feel like i'm relatively smart but i i, I don't i don't know that would just that's not necessarily what i'm looking to do i'm definitely open to <laughs> looking into other things uh but yeah i don't know i i just haven't i i also partially like I guess for me, it's also I want to have conversations with that are what I would enjoy. It's not necessarily yeah. that I'm like hiding from like, I don't want to talk to a socialist, but it's like, I mean, maybe if there's a socialist I found interesting, you know, yeah. that was like, because I usually will kind of scope people out when I'm looking for appearances, like kind of get a vibe for them, be like, would I be able to mesh well with them talking? Because there are yeah. some actually big people out there that I don't even know. Like, I would might interview simply for the fact of them being big, but I'm not like, I'm not necessarily pursuing them because of the fact that I'm like, and not anything against them. It's just like, I don't really have anything I want to talk to them about or 
maybe I personally don't find them that interesting or whatever, you know, like, so for me, it's about like, I'm more just like looking for people I find interesting. And I guess that's kind of the place I want to play. But if I could find someone who's interesting, especially like an Ancom or an Ansoc, I I could go for that. It's just that we just normally don't swim in the same circles. So, yeah, I mean, I want to, I've been on once with Magnus, who's a mutualist, which is not at all like, wouldn't say it's opposite. I don't know if you're familiar with mutual. No, yeah, please go ahead. Define what does that mean? I mean, I don't want to. Okay, I'm kind of a retard. I literally like on our last episode when I had my when I, I, he wasn't on my show. I went on another show and we kind of had like a like a roundtable type thing and we were talking and we we did get him to explain it. So I'm just like secondhand definition, but it's it's almost you could it's almost like a weird mix between like ANCAP and a socialist. Like their their big thing is like they believe you can own property, but they don't believe that you can own property that you don't like reside in and i don't know i mean i don't claim to represent them well so like basically this would be an issue of like if you're a landlord that has multiple properties now like i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly said they do believe that you like say you have a house and you have a spare room whatever rent it out okay. that's different okay. than like owning an apartment building that you don't live in and you're fucking but i don't know whatever but also on top of that he's ex- which i don't necessarily agree with that but he's also explained too that the one of the key things with mutualism is they don't agree that, like in any way aggressing against people who don't agree with them there because that's a big thing with commies and socialists they'll be like they'll see property uh, as a as essentially almost like a you know violence or an aggression because you're taking something that isn't yours you know yeah but mutualism more like well we don't think they should do that but we're not gonna we'll let them you know operate under their assumption they have the right to kind of deal so they have this weird like in between between like commie socialists and like uh capitalists it's 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 kind of weird i mean i do i haven't done any reading on it so i would like to get more into those lines of thoughts and even some of the other lines of thoughts but i know i definitely wouldn't want to be in a combative role because i'll be honest i haven't studied their 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 I mean, obviously, I've, I've hung out in Liberty World and like listen to other people debate socialists or commies, but I guess I'd be more interested in actually like understanding the underpinnings of their their like where they're coming from, as opposed to like, well, this is why socialism is dumb or, or whatever. Like, I would yeah. like to understand where they're coming from and try to get in the perspective of like, oh, OK, I can see that. Not that I'm necessarily trying to become a commie or a socialist, but like I'm not running from ideas either. Yeah, so, no, no, yeah. no. I'm, I'm dude, I'm totally with you. I'm not on here to try to to try to listen as far as I'm concerned, I'm a total dumbass, right? Like yeah. I, I, I try to figure this shit out and I, you know, I, I act as smart as I can, but if I don't know something, I'm going to be like, I, I don't fucking know, dude. So yeah. for me, I think I, I would agree with you. My point for, for having somebody like that on the podcast would just be to enlighten me. Be like, why, what, what exactly are you fighting for? Why are you, why do you label yourself as this? Like what's, what are the key points here? Um, yeah. And a lot of these, these philosophies and stuff, they, they have underpinnings. I mean, you, you may be able to be like, well, this is why they're wrong, but I feel like it pays to understand. For example, like I've really advocated a lot to a lot of people and a lot of people don't like a Sterner or like egoism that are run in our circles, which I don't know if you're familiar with them, but like that I'm like, I, I do think there's a lot to be gained from it. And I got a lot of, from my reading of Sterner, I got a really do interesting perspective on things and change the way I look at certain things, but it doesn't Sterner. mean you have to. Bl- so who, so if, if you want to go, go Sterner is that he's an author, obviously. Yeah. He's a long dead one. I don't, I'm not a historian, so I, I'll fuck it up if I try to give like the details, but okay. essentially he, his thing was egoism. Like, uh, and um, it's Max Sterner and his thing was egoism. And it's almost kind of similar to like uh, Ayn Rand and like the objectivism and it's kind of like how selfishness isn't a bad thing, but he takes it to his like extreme to where it's like literally the focus is the individual and everything starts from there. So he like 
kind of has this whole perspective of how everything is about the ego and, and, and basically, uh, what's the word like radiates out from there. So like you, like mm-hmm. basically it's not hiding from the fact that like you are your prime concern and everything comes out from there. I mean, I, we, we could do a whole long discussion of egoism. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but th- my point being is even if we don't agree with egoism, because a lot of people get upset with some of the conclusions that come out of that, but it's like at the very least, it's like you can get a new perspective. It's in, I think it also I, I do think one of the big things is our our kind is I think we a lot of like to hang out in an objective world where like this is objectively this and this is objectively that. Whereas a lot of like Sterner's ideas hang out in like the subjective place where it's like, well, this is subjectively this. And it, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's a good thought experiment to uh, hang out in those spots a little bit, whether you agree with it or not, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. That is, that's a really interesting theory and ethical. Yeah. So egoism an ethical theory that treats self-interest as the foundation of morality. Yep. Yeah. Well, he would mm. actually say morality is a spook and that essentially that all that matters is that you do what is best for you. But, and that sounds ridiculous, but just like Ayn Rand kind of says as well, but if you compound that amount amongst every single individual, what is best for everybody is what is also best for the individual to an extent. So it's like, it's kind of the idea. A lot of people get caught up in like libertarian theory and like the NAP or like, you know, like, well, why, why would it, why, if we say, let's say we could, let's say like if object, if morality was subjective, why, why wouldn't people just be warlords and why wouldn't they just go around killing people and do this and that? Mm -hmm. But it's like, at the end of the day, like you never know what side of the equation of any given circumstance you're going to be. And I feel like it's not really that hard to be like, Hey, you don't want people to hurt you. Right. Yeah. Most people would agree with that. You don't want people to fuck with your shit. Right. Yeah. Most people agree with that. Well, wouldn't it make sense if we also then advocated others to do that? Be like, hey, this is how we can coexist peacefully. Like, and this is a completely, from a completely selfish, autistic perspective, you can come up with this. That like, hey, what is best for me is if I get everybody to do this and I also do it as well to ensure that people, other people do it. Because if they see me acting out of, out from that, that mold, they're not going to want to act kindly towards me. So it's really not that deep of a concept and we make it way more deep than it needs to be. That's kind of in a sense where egoism kind of comes from because a lot of people are like, Oh, the egoism, you know, like for example, his conception of property is like that, what you have, like, so like basically in egoistic like rights, like let's say I go to my neighbor's house and I just fucking slaughter my entire neighbor's family. And then I fucking bury them in the backyard and I just start living in their, in their property by egoistic rights. Yep, that's your property. But but it's because you have that property. You took that property. But in a normal world, like I mean, that sounds ridiculous. It's more like I always I've been saying lately that they he describes the is, whereas like we focus on the ought a lot. So like he is like this is what is. If if you go take something and you claim property of something and no one does anything about it. For all intents and purposes, it is yours. Some other person can go, well, you don't have a legitimate property, right? Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, if they don't do fucking anything about it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, that's yours. Like, I mean, you can say it's not because of natural rights or this or that. But it's also kind of like, that isn't a good way to go about living life. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so and, and, and I would say egoism doesn't doesn't advocate that. It's more just describing what is. And the idea that like these ideas of like property rights we have and stuff are kind of almost describing an ought when it's like, we're just like, we can say this is objectively this or objectively that. I'm like, well, is it like, how do you know it's objectively that? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, man. That's the funny thing about, about saying that things are objective or looking at things from a quote unquote objective lens. It's like, yeah, but 
humans created uh, the object uh, the objective right like there yeah. is no there is no objective party that is like sending transmissions down from you know the heavens being like this is the way it's like, no that's e- not even 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 in a religious conception you could say that you could agree that okay maybe there is an objective morality and god is what determines the objective morality but even then in a real world sense there might as well be no such thing because you still are interpreting all of that through subjective lens so you, i mean yes you can say there's an objective morality but it's like it's also this ungraspable, untouchable thing that you will never, because of just because of humanity and not being able to grasp that, will never be able to attain, like ever. So, like in all, for all intents and purposes, in a real world sense, even if there is objective morality, there might as well not be because we're operating through subjective lens. And also, it's kind of a non-starter too, because I find, like, say, you know, to bring the religious one, let's say your religion is correct, your God says this, and this, your God is real in this example, and this is objective. If you go to some person with an other conception of God that obviously in this hypothetical is wrong and you go, well, objectively this because blah, 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 like it's a non-starter. It's like even like that's my whole point of like even if there is objective morality, we're still it's you for for, you might as well like just operate under subjective uh, under subjective lens and find a way to convince someone through those subjective lens, because if like they're not just not like they're just gonna be like well i objectively think this <laughs> it's, you know, like it's, so, it's just a non-starter it's just kind of if anything it's this thing we get really super like insane about like with like moral places uh political philosophy but it's like i don't know to me it's almost like kind of just fucking dumb because the end of the day yeah. like i mean maybe not dumb might be the right way to put it but it's no, like, i even, think it, you're right dude i think dumb <laughs> might be the- <laughs> Because it's like, at the end of the day, we operate in a subjective realm. Like, even if there is this magical objective thing, it's kind of this, like, ethereal thing. And it's like, there's almost no point in really, like, I don't know, like, claim laying claim to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, even, like, natural rights, people would be like, well, natural rights, well, because they're deriv- derived from nature or whatever. It's like, how can you objectively prove anything that comes from nature? You're already in a subjective place as it is. Like, <laughs> it's it doesn't. I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you again, because there is no like plant that just sprouted out of the ground with a magical scroll that said, these are your natural rights. It's like, no humans, a group of humans, right? Like fucking, uh, what, what Adams or not Adam Smith, uh, John Locke and, uh, you know, whoever Keynes, I think. Right. Mm, I'm fucking this up. I mean, it depends what you're talking about, but John John Locke, right. I think he was one of the ones that came up with sort of natural, natural rights um and and it's like yeah but this is one guy this is one guy's take on the whole thing and it's his definitions that are being put out and it's like okay yeah you can agree with them and a ton of people can agree with them but you can have other people that disagree and again who's to say that person's wrong the the disagreeer yeah so okay cool well i feel like yeah i agree with you 100 dude this shit you can you can try to get as intellectual as you want with this shit but at the end of the day it comes back to like and does it even really matter like it yeah, all sounds kind of you stupid. still got to convince someone and you got to <laughs> yeah. utilize subjectivity to convince them and using this like appeal to authority which saying hey there's this objective thing it's essentially kind of just an appeal to authority whether you're right or wrong and to them they're just like well you're just saying it's subjective so it's like it's almost no point in even like making an appeal to it because yeah. if they don't already agree with that objective starting point i guess that would be the time it would work and that, that kind of is like that's why I think there is utility in like religion and like natural rights and stuff. And I don't just throw them out. Like I actually do think there's utility in it. There are people who are like, well, you know, if I, if I want to get someone to the same conclusion as me 
and they already have religion or they already have some sort of conception of natural rights, I can kind of manipulate that, use that to my advantage because I would like them to get to the point where they're like, you know what, let's not hurt people. Let's not take their shit. Like that's the end goal I want to get them to. And if I can be like, you know what God said, (laughs) I don't care. Like I don't have to agree with it, but it's what I'm using to get you where I want to. If I can get you to that conclusion, then you know what, maybe later I can be like, well, you know, that doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, (laughs) I mean, I like your end point you're at, but maybe let's work on your logic and how you got here. Like I, I kind of utilize the missteps in your logic to get where you where I want to. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. let, let's make sure we can keep you on this solid ground by uh, fixing your logic for future examples when I'm not manipulating you towards good. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love it, dude. The manipulation towards the light. I love yeah. it, man. That's where it's like, is manipulation okay if it's for the good? And hmm, chin scratcher. So, yeah. So, speaking about just like, I guess, uh, anarchy and libertarianism. Oh, right? just real quick. Yeah, just go to ahead. be clear when it comes to manipulation. I don't mean, I, I wouldn't say necessarily lying because I don't, I don't think it's good to lie to people. But like, even in my example where I was saying I was arguing from a perception of religion or from a place of natural rights, I can even make that argument and be completely clear that like, well, I have a different conception mm-hmm. or, or maybe just don't bring it up. Like, cause I'm not saying necessarily lie. Cause I feel like if you bring someone somewhere by lying, like it is to some extent kind of just, I mean, obviously we get back to what's morality, but in, in a sense, at least by my conception of morality, it's kind of sort of iffy, you know, a little bit immoral. It just Definitely. doesn't feel right. Like why Definitely. lie to someone if you don't have to, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, so it, it's better to be honest it's also like you're building a reputation with this person so mm-hmm. you can even like you can make the argument from natural rights or from christian anarchy or even like they're like i don't know from judaism or whatever the fuck works for you but that doesn't mean you have to it's kind of the same idea as like trying to get uh politicians to fucking do the right thing by appealing to the constitution i don't give a fuck about the constitution but like you know they kind of do so why wouldn't i use it you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean i'm lying that doesn't mean i'm lying because I, I, I use the word manipulated and that has connotations uh but that might have been a little bit hyperbolic but it is like it, it, i think it makes a difference if you're lying or not like i mean to some extent depending on the situation i, I may lie to get someone to get them where i want to do but i'd much rather not like yeah you know, like i mean obviously that would be a an intense situation to where i felt like i had to lie for something for something like that i probably wouldn't yeah but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and i mean that's you know again man yeah we're we're uh it's it's a, it's a tricky sort of subject because again if you're if yeah i think man, manipulation for the most part, right? I like, it's a very sort of, it's a word I try to sort of stay away from as far as like acting in that capacity. Mm-hmm. But um, there can be times where it's manipulation for good. And then it's like, all right, is it is it bad mm-hmm. that you are pushing this person? But then again, dude, it's, it's subjectively, you think that it's good pushing them that way, but maybe yeah. they don't. Yeah, so then we're getting fucking crazy philosophical again. But <laughs> so basically, um, uh, sort of to 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 I guess bring the conversation I guess not necessarily full circle but to keep it going um so yeah basically man as far as how I sort of got to where I'm at with my sort of uh, ideology where, where I just kind of came to all right yeah libertarianism is sort of what I you know again you don't have to use labels to define yourself I'm not going to go around and, like tattoo libertarian across my face and tell it to everybody that I meet but if somebody asks it's like yeah that's sort of where I'm at and it's because dude for me man it's the only fucking thing that makes sense right now like it, and maybe it may not even right now just ever like it's the only fucking thing that makes sense like let others be 
right? Don't hurt anybody and let me do my thing and don't fuck with me, right? Yeah. Basically, like by in late, it's super layman's terms, right? That's that's what libertarianism is. And I just look around, like I was telling Jose before the, the podcast started, I was like, yeah, COVID is really kind of the tipping stone that hit me in the face, like a fucking bag of bricks. I, I was just like, why, I'm, why am I not allowed to leave my home right now? Like, I'm totally healthy. I'm good. I'm not at risk for any of this shit. Right. And this is still when I was like a little bit like uh, maybe COVID is, you know, it's killing some people, whatever. Now I'm like, this whole thing is fucking more or less bullshit. Right. I'm like, this is a fucking bad flu season. Right. Call it what it is. It's like nobody's fucking. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to take it out of context. People are dying. It's Mm -hmm. it's not a good thing. Right. Obviously, just like anybody dying is not a good thing. But should we be locked up in our homes and give the government all this authority, this temporary authority, right? And we saw with taxes and personal income tax, temporary personal income tax. And now look at us a hundred years later, right? It's the same shit. So it's like, that just got me to the point where I sit there and I go, if you give the government an inch, they take a mile, right? Always without fail, because fucking these people are just power hungry fucks. And so if we keep giving in to this, Right. There's going to be a point where where we are. We are what we fucking fought against the whole time. Right. Like what America like what like what fucking George Washington, all those motherfuckers got away from. Right. Like we're very much turning into that. So, yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely I feel like for a lot of people it's a turning point for me. I was already in theory already like in libertarian land, like I was already an ANCAP. Uh, the big transition that COVID did for me was it, it kind of took theory and started making me more move into application mm-hmm. because I was hanging out in theory land. I didn't really do anything with my thoughts on the world. I did what I very much from a theory perspective was like, oh, I know that, you know, the way that their economy is set up, this is doomed to fail. This is going to go to shit eventually. This is wrong. They're doing this, blah, blah, blah. But it was all in theory. It didn't really affect me in real world. I was like, also part of me is like, yeah, this nation is probably going to go tits up in the next century or two. Yep. Like, but this made it real more, way more real world of like, shit, this could be a whole lot sooner than, I mean, it's also like, it's like kind of sort of, I was already kind of already going to do it. But it really made me more resolute on other life changes. Like we were talking before, I'm like my last day in the military is Monday. Uh, and it's not and I've said on other shows, too, it's it's completely selfish. Like I because I, I, I have been an ANCAP for a while. It's not like I was like I didn't understand the moral theory of like what was going on, blah, blah, blah. Like I already was against it before. It's just I was like, you know, I got I got a family. I have bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. It was one of those things. And it's also kind of like, you know, it is what it is. But like for me this past year, it was like a selfish thing because I was like, shit, like. I'm like, cause I'm like 11 years in the military. And so I'm like, I was like, I'm like nine years away from a pension. So I'm like, so for me, I was like, I don't think, I don't know if I have another nine years. Like, I don't know what the timetable is on here. And I do not want to be in a place where I'm dependent on the government. Cause even if I do another nine years to get my pension, I'm, de- I'm dependent on this fucking, on this administration mm-hmm. or on mm-hmm. this fucking, this mm-hmm. whole establishment for, you know, my retirement, whatever, mm-hmm. like my medical, like, so I'm like, I need to start moving my life away from this like in whatever way I can and become more dependent or independent because it's like, I do think that I don't know when it's going to be, if it's going to be the next five years, it's going to be in the 50, but I think we're in the less than 50 range of like something. I mean, I have my theories. I don't know how exactly it's going to work, but I think things you do not, I don't think you want it in this next, like, you know, 50 years being any way dependent on the government if you don't have to be. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, this isn't me being like, don't take stimmies if they give out stimmies, take them stimmies and make yourself more independent. Don't get mm-hmm. yourself in a point or to a point where you're dependent on them. Yep. Because I do think like, 
I think to some extent, I don't know if whether intentional or a byproduct of a failing nation, I think to some extent, like stimmies are basically a UBI and they're in a way like whether they're intentional or just a byproduct of a failing system, they're a way of getting people fucking uh, dependent on this fucking failing thing. So that way it's almost like a parasite, like begging to be able to continue to survive and making its host in a sense, dependent on it. So like, I don't think, I think it's going to be nasty for the people who are dependent. So, or, so it's like, and I do think like, say for me being like working for the government, say if I was still working for the government and went to, I think it'd probably be better for me to be a government worker than like someone who's like all on welfare or something. I think that they typically probably would do better, but I still think it's better to be independent in general. So that's what I'm saying. It's coming from like a selfish place. This is not at all me saying I'm some better than thou person. Cause I do feel like some people give me this like, Oh, well, that's fucking really great of you. And I'm like, I'm kind of a piece of shit. Like that was just like me seeing the writing on the wall. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to be the idiot that 10 years from now was like, well, I knew in theory, this was going to be bad. And you know, like I just stuck around anyways. <laughs> Cause that's what I'm saying. Like, this past like two like year or two is very much taking a lot of this theory that I've had over for a good like five years or plus and been like, oh shit, it, this wasn't just theory. Like I don't. It's like, why didn't I believe myself as much? Like mm-hmm. I, I knew this stuff was gonna happen. Not not to specifics, but roughly. But I didn't. I didn't know like like to this extent. Like it kind of. I feel like most people took them by surprise. Like whoa. Like really. Like, even when I thought COVID was bad, I was still like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, because I like, yeah, I get it. This is this is a bad virus or whatever. But it's like, are, are you guys retarded? Like, mm-hmm. like, even if this is legit fucking the goddamn plague and they're doing these lockdowns or whatever, you, you don't you can't comprehend this will be used later. Exactly. Like, like exactly. E- even assuming your fucking worst case scenario, this is fucking awful like Mm -hmm. it's not good like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if this is legit whether it's legit or not like i don't even care that's like if anything that's almost like this like like the focusing on whether covid's really that bad or not for the most part it's kind of the same thing as like this woke culture shit Mm -hmm. they get you sucked in debating whether something's racist and it's like Mm -hmm. whoa, that wasn't Mm -hmm. even what i was talking about in the first place (laughs) you know like i don't give a shit whether i mean i care whether this thing is bad or not at the same time that wasn't my underlying worry <laughs> yeah the fundamental <laughs> yeah. here is that the yeah. government's taking way too much authority and power yeah. over the people and we're doing fucking nothing about yeah. it nothing dude that's the crazy part to me man yeah so we speaking speaking uh sort of connecting to your point you said you started doing some things you know about it to get yourself more independent yeah so did we man we, we i lived in uh, the washington dc area like right right in the thick of the fucking heart of the monster man and we sort of saw everything that was going on and we were like yep we're fucking out dude and now i'm in texas right, right. because i was just like i need the first steps first even if I don't know how to grow shit right now to be able to provide for myself or how to fucking, you know, go and you know, t- take after chickens and, you know, get eggs and shit in the morning, I need at least need to get the fuck out of here. Like that yeah. is step one, just get the fuck out of here. Because dude, mm-hmm. for me, man, like, I don't know, dude, these vaccines and shit, I'm like, listen, I just, I don't want to be putting shit inside me, man. And I don't want to have to carry around a passport identification to fucking leave the country and the like go state to state. Like, I don't think that's fucking necessary, man. Like this is some government construct that they've put on my life on as a, as a, you know, not on my, my life specifically, but everybody's fucking life. And it's like, I didn't fucking agree to this shit. I don't, I want no part of this. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, we moved out to somewhere where, you know, it's it's more free than where we were at. We're still in the U.S., right? And the U.S. is, you know, fucking just tipping. It's like the leaning power of pizza, right? It's just tipping over slowly. It's going to fucking hit the floor. Um, yeah, but you but, made the right move, though. I do think there is a, there's definitely something to moving to the rural areas. I think that's going to be the big divide going forward is we're going to see a fucking uh, rural urban divide. And I'm, I, I recently talked to another show and I don't know when you're going to release yours. Cause other guys haven't released his too, but, but like uh, I, I was kind of starting like just thinking as I was talking then and I'm starting, I was starting to con- kind of connect some dots. And I, and I think there's something to the fact that the rural is this like not Haven, but a, a good place for freedom to move to because I think in a way that is actually more the rural is more close to what in Kapistan or whatever would be like, because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking through this and like, we are so used to this corporatist fucking system that we have where we think of Amazon, we think of this thing, we think of that. And it's like, if you really think about it, like, even just look at it like from a food perspective, if you live on a rural area where like the, say the fucking, the goal for most people, say if we got to a country where the goal was, you know what? I want to have five to 10 acres and just be able to be a little bit sufficient with food and not even like overly, like maybe have a couple cows, maybe have a pig, maybe have some chickens. If that was like the, the American dream, I actually think we would be better economically. I mean, obviously it'd be people do different, but like, think about the decentralized nature of that. And if we were able to mm-hmm, get rid of some of mm-hmm. those rules, like if everyone was to some extent, somewhat independent and like, I know a lot of people are like thinking that's like kind of crude, but I've been thinking through it a lot. And I think we've just gotten so used to centralized systems and thinking they're more efficient when they're really not. So it's like, cause you know, you have something like we've had in the past year or so. And it's like a lot of those systems started to kind of like fall apart a little mm-hmm. bit. And like the more we centralize them, the, the more they, they can fall down. I'm not saying that like the fucking Incapistan is going to be like, everyone has a fucking farm or like super duper, like, you know, like what you think of when you think of like the great depression and like, you know, I don't know, this is that or the fifties era, but I think it's going to be closer to, to what we think that's going to be more closer to what we think it is. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, that's kind of, I think part of why that that's a better place to be like this idea that we need to all live in these tight little cities and that we need to centralize all of our distribution, our fucking production, everything. Like, I feel like it makes more way more sense to have like a far more decentralized system, which would just be something as similar as more people having farms, more mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it doesn't make sense that like, you know, cause I can't remember how many I'm talking to my ass a little bit. I know there's literally like a handful of major like bacon distributors in the fucking nation, like major ones. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. why like right now you go to the store, it's, there's still like in some places hard to get hard to bacon. It's fucking like way more expensive. It's because it was such a centralized thing. It's not like there's like it's not that there was an issue with the amount of pigs in the United States. Like mm-hmm. it was the fact that our fucking bacon distribution uh, production system was insanely centralized. Mm-hmm. Whereas like it'd make way more sense if just people were able to get shit from the farm or or if there were more farms and they were you know what I mean like. I don't know. That's when you get into shit like the USDA and stuff like that. It causes all sorts of other problems. So. Yeah. No, man. I think that, I think that, uh, that, um, shit, where was I going with this? Um, I think that people, I think part of the reason why people have gotten sort of more okay in pro centralization is because I think inherently, and again, just like you said, I'm kind of talking out my ass, but this is just my perspective on life, right? Subject my subjective reality and understanding of humans. I think humans are just fucking lazy, man. We're always trying to find the quicker, easier route to the finish line, 
right? So I think that there's it, there's there's kind of like like the 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 devil's like in in right in front of your face, right? You literally, it's just like like my buddy and I we talk about this all the time, where where it's like okay, just because it's easier doesn't mean that it's the better choice in the long run, right? Like sometimes, okay, yeah, all right, you know, walking in a straight line to get somewhere versus going around, you know, the fucking mm-hmm. bend is going to be easier. But there's some things, man, where where you you just have to have people who are who understand the sort of long-term net effect who can then sit there and go oh guys no 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 i don't think you know where this is going to fucking end up if we end up centralizing all this shit but unfortunately man it just seems like the the people in power man right like they just want to stay in power so whatever the fuck they need to do to keep that power going right is is what they're gonna do and at the end of the day man it's it's really on the people right if you look back at the constitution i'm not trying to like put all praise and mighty and oh god look at the constitution i'm just saying but if you if you look back at the founding fathers and sort of the what this country was based upon they were very libertarian and they were very fight back if you believe that your rights are being oppressed and so you you to to that degree that you need to fight back against the dictatorship right or the totalitarian government or whatever you may think it is oligarchy and um i don't know man it just feels like we're getting to a point where it's just getting real fucking weird man like i don't know dude covid covid feels like like, I don't know, 9-11 was, a, was, a, was its own thing. And that, that brought along some change, right? Less privacy, more sort of, you know, government uh, sort of intervention in your life, right? Um, but this feels, I don't know, man, this feels a bit larger than that. You, you have any thoughts or? I don't know. I do think, uh, by the way, I bumped my mic. Am I still sounding good? Yeah, you're totally okay, good. Okay, cool. Totally I thought good. I bumped out the USB. I just want to be sure. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's a matter of they didn't they didn't do it slow as they're supposed to because it's people always use the example of boiling a frog, or I I like to say like kicking a weasel or or some shit because it's like there's a difference and I feel like they overplayed their hand a little bit here. I don't I don't know I don't begin to try to understand the the reasons or or whatever like or like if there was some fucking if this was some crazy conspiracy on high that like they that's why they overplayed their hand. I don't know. I mean. At the end of the day, like they overplayed it. I think they they the mass dropped. I think, and that's why a lot of us. I feel like that that it, it caused it set things in motion where I think it's you know it's almost like a domino where I think I I don't know they they set things in motion where it's like I think they're creating a bigger divide. They're they're accelerating things. They they kind of loosened their own control, but at the same time expanded it in another sense because I think. We're going to, I've said this many times on different shows, but I think we're going to see going forward something where the state is going to clamp down more in centralized areas. And this mm-hmm. is kind of where the urban uh, mm-hmm. rural kind of divide is coming. So I do think in, in one sense, this is going to expand their power and another it's going to reduce it. It's mm-hmm. going to expand them over smaller, smaller areas. Mm-hmm. So I do think we're going to see going forward. I think the next like decade, two, three, whatever, we're going to start seeing more crazy shit in the urban areas, like authoritarian stuff. And on the other hand, I think it may not be as because we are always so focused on the negative, but I do think it's like it's going to start being where the rural areas stop, stop really kind of giving as much of a fuck, start be like, nah, we're not doing that. Like, mm -mm," you know, like what? Like, and I think part of that, too, is like 
I think it's because they kicked the weasel and a lot of people thinking like us are like, shit. Like, so you moved to a rural area. I live in a rural area, but I started, I changed my lifestyle a little bit to be more independent. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're kind of creating these rural areas with people that are going to be more independent. So we're kind of, in a sense, creating this divide where it's like, I mean, people do that are like, you can't, it's harder to control independent people. So I think like seeing the way this trend is moving and I think it's going to continue to move this way. We're going to start seeing more independent, less authoritarian, like rural areas. And we're going to start seeing more fucking crazy ass urban areas going forward. Like, and I, so I say, that's what I'm saying. Like they set in, they set in motion events that are like going to, it's kind of creating an opportunity for freedom. But also if you don't act on this opportunity, it's going to fucking suck for you. Basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of way I see it. So people always go black pill, white pill. And I'm like, um, I mean, I've been saying clear pill a lot where, but I mean, I, I actually find out later Molebug used it and I'm pretty sure you use it completely differently. But anyways, the black, white, black, white pill has kind of failed because it's like, I, I don't think that it's just this one or the other. We, this is kind of like the byproduct of how we were raised to be so nationalistic and seeing it as like one or the other. And I do, th- I think there's going to be opportunities for, for fucking, you know, freedom and opportunities for, you know the other i mean you know what some people might like that because i mean i will say that there probably will be more of a convenience to, in some aspect to the the fucking authoritarian route you know just as long as you shut up and do what you're told you know mm-hmm. so like I, I i don't know i mean so it's like and and you know what to some extent it's kind of like if that's what you want to do go do it and that's why like i've been saying a lot too even like on my my rhetoric i've been far more divisive in a sense because i'm more like if you're not on my team on team freedom you can go fucking eat a dick go somewhere else i don't really care I'm, it's not even that I necessarily mean bad for you. I just more want you to go, just go ahead and dive deep into that side. Like yep. pick your side. Cause I, I want to open a, I think with the divide causes unity. So that's what I mean. Like with the whole unity movement lately, I've been, I've kind of whispered in fucking Reed's ear a lot. Like, Hey, division's part of unity. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Yeah. No. I like your thoughts, man. A lot. Um, I, I think that that very well could be how this ends up playing out where You've got a lot of crazy shit going on in cities, just like you said. And the people out in the rural rural areas are just chilling, doing their thing. Because at the end of the day, man, I don't think that the, I don't think that the, that the, right, the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, whatever it is, right? I don't think that they would give enough of a fuck to try to get out into the rural areas because there's, there's, it's, it's, it's too much effort, man. Yeah. Right. They're, these people think too independently as it is. It's just, it's too much fucking time and resources when you could just, get the people that are willingly piling into your cities, right. With, with basically no, no resource use at all. You're just like, Hey, you know, fucking fly this flag of propaganda and we'll have more people come in. Yes, yes, yes. Free everything. Right. And so, um, yeah, man, getting back, back to that, that sort of circling the, the wagons on the whole point. Yeah. I'm definitely very happy that I sort of at least started this journey. Right. And I'm sort of, now connecting with more people like yourself, um, like Nick Ashley, I had on, I think two weeks ago. Um, and like this other guy that I talked to a couple of days ago, who was fucking awesome. He's a professor. Um, his name's Connor Dragotis. He works for the Liberty movement. I'm going to like plug all his stuff. I've got two podcasts fully lined up that I haven't gotten out yet. Cause I just been so fucking busy recently. I'm like, Oh my God. So you're going to be my third. And so I got to like get all these out at some point, maybe this weekend. Um, but yeah, man. Um, all right. So total non sequitur. So uh, your your background, you went into the Air Force. 
what prompted that move? Are you happy with that decision? Do you feel like you learned some good stuff there? Uh, okay. All right. Um, there's a few questions. I've had a couple of beers. Um, why <laughs> I joined. Bad, man, uh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, why I joined. I mean, I, I fucked up college and like, and I, I've had this talks before. I feel like to some extent, like this was in a weird way, a shortcut. And I actually don't think in a good way. So like, I, I, cause like, I, I guess when I got out of the, out of high school, I had the thoughts that like, I very much was like, once I got out of high school, I was like, all right, I'm a fucking man. I need to go be out on my own and go do my own shit. And I just was like, I immediately was like, I need to leave the fucking house. Like I need to be my own man. And I, so I went to college. I fucked up college because I was an idiot. And I just like party like crazy. And then I fucking, so I was like, shit, I messed that up. So, you know what? I guess I'll go to the military. Cause for me, it wasn't like those were in a sense, almost kind of like the, the only two options. Cause it was like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I could stay at home. I could fucking work some like in my head, how I probably described that as a dead end job. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, I'd be like, you know, that's a job. Like you can use it as a springboard or something else. Like there's nothing wrong with, even if it was just something fucking working at Arby's or whatever, it's like, it's a, you, you start there, you work up, whatever. Like, and so like, I, I look back in retrospect and like, I wish I had done that. I mean, obviously like some of the things in my life probably wouldn't have happened. So, cause I have a wife, kids, but you know, in a sense, I feel like that was actually the more sensible path in retrospect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I looked down on that as if that was like the wrong way. Cause I was like, I need to immediately go be a man and go live on my own or whatever. And it's like, yeah. And I just like, I had to go do something. And uh, so, yeah, I joined the military. Um, so did, did I, I mean, you, you asked if I uh, felt like I did the right thing. I mean, no, I don't think anyone should join the military. I really don't. Like, mm, Okay. I mean, yeah. Please yeah, elaborate. Please yeah, elaborate. I, I, well, I just think, I mean, okay. I guess to be clear, like, sure. Maybe you could take some sort of crazy collapsitarian approach. And even then it would depend on what you're doing. Cause like, not everyone is actually directly involved in like something to do with like the killing of people doing that there. I mean, there is a collapsitarian argument to be made, but like, Hey, I'm just leeching off the government to continue its demise. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but whatever, you could probably make some sort of argument, but even then that would only be for like, if you got some job where you were like, I don't know, folding towels at the gym. Cause there are, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. A lot, of, a lot of people don't realize the military is not everyone just off killing people or even having anything to do with the killing. There's so much fucking bullshit jobs in the military. Like, it's just like bureaucratic nonsense at fucking peak. Like, I, I don't know. I'm going to explain it. Cause I mean, like the military bases are separate. There are whole people in the military. That's like, they fucking work at the, the chow hall and they fucking serve food. And then when you really start thinking about it, you're like, well, that dude is a fucking E seven and he work. All he does is basically run the chow hall. And which is, you know, a restaurant or whatever, basically a, a probably you could say it's like a somewhere between a fucking Denny's and a fucking McAdee, depending <laughs> yeah. on where you're at, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's some dude who's working here who's a e- E7. He's basically the equivalent of the manager and he's probably making like, I don't know, what would I guess? Like if an E7, uh, I mean, I'm just talking on my ass a little bit, but probably around 70 to 80 K after taxes. Jesus, he's basically dude. just a manager of a fucking basically a Denny's essentially. <laughs> and he's not even the only one. There's probably multiple people who run that spot. So my point being is, and that's just like goes across the entire military. So it's, it's yeah. Um, but anyways, my point being like, yeah, sure. You can make some sort of like weird niche classitarian argument, but for the most part, it's like you're living off of taxpayer dollars and you are contributing to contributing towards something that's not beneficial. Like I just can't, I mean, there might, I don't know who's listening, but I just, I cannot see the military as a beneficial thing. I just can't. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing that we do that really provides any benefit. 
I just genuinely think that. It's just a complete and utter suck on fucking taxpayer dollars. The idea that we even need a military is retarded. Like even then, even from a minarchist perspective, the fucking founders had uh, would like uh, I can't. I'm talking to myself. I'm not a very good history guy. But uh, he, they would fucking like when when it was war, they would like um, what's the word? They basically put out. Uh, I forget the term for it. But basically, they would hire like a private military, like off the bat kind of deal. And like so, yeah, it's just. We don't need it. Like the idea that some other country is going to come over here and take over the United States. And then we're just going to fucking be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. In like the most armed nation in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And it's like also too, like if say we did just not have a military, it's not like we wouldn't just have people that would form up. Like, it's also like, you look at like Afghanistan, look at the fucking the terrorists where they're like guerrilla fighting. Like guerrilla fight is an insanely fucking uh, um, effective. Like it just really is. Cause it's like, you're fighting a decentralized enemy that has no real head that you will. It's basically, you're never going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. wasting your time. And especially us, we're on the other side of an ocean from most of our enemies. <laughs> like, yeah, no. And yeah, I, yeah. The military is an interesting thing, man, because growing up, I was told, you know, obviously, right. You're like, Oh yeah, America, greatest country in the world, you know, support our, you know, military and, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they all keep us safe from all the bad guys out there. But dude, really after, after reading animal farm uh, again, recently, I was supposed to have read in high school, kind of fucked off. Didn't really do it uh, like at all. Picked it back up recently, read it. And I go, Oh, so there's just constantly going to be boogeymen out there, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be the terrorists, right? And then there's going to be COVID-19 and there's going to be, you know, who knows what the next, you know, climate change, right? And there's all these boogeymen out there that are, that are you know, basically thrown, thrown around and supposed to keep you in constant fear that something is coming to get you, right? And it justifies the military spending and, you know, and it's just... I mean, I'm with you, man. It's like, who, who are fucking enemies? Really? Like we we're like you said, we're, we're all fucking oceans away from almost every other place in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Except for Mexico and Canada. And like, come on, man, like we're cool with Can- Canadians. They're chill. And like Mexicans yeah. are, you know, they're all right too. We have, you know, the, the sort of, you know, drug uh, situation going on, but I don't know, man. And every, I, uh, every major attack we've had, or, or even like, like it's been provoked. Like it just has. Like so. Mm-hmm. Like people will use 9/11 or Pearl Harbor or whatever as an excuse of why we need fucking we need a military. And it's like, but if we didn't have a military in the first place, none of those would happen. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so true. I mean, like I I know with like Pearl Harbor, I, I'm not like I said, I'm not a great history guy, but I know we like blockaded off tons of fucking Japan and stuff to prevent supplies from getting in there with our navy mm-hmm. to prevent them basically commit economic warfare against them and that is i mean not to say that it was okay that pearl harbor attacked us but it's like we very much provoked it there was like there was a reason why this happened it just didn't happen in a vacuum they weren't just like fuck you usa like the idea that that's how things work is just fucking i don't know like i mean we we all i feel like a lot of us had that initial thought before that's like well out of nowhere japan was like well fuck you usa mm-hmm. it's like when you really think about it you're like why the fuck would they do that? Mm-hmm. Like they're a tiny little island. Why would they pick a fight with us? We essentially force them into a corner to some extent where they had to save face with their nation to be like, hey, we're going to do something. Uh-huh. Because exactly. they're destroying us economically. And like, and this isn't me taking a side like at all. Like they both suck. But it was like, it wasn't like this just happened out of nowhere. 
9-11 was obviously like literally fucking bin Laden, like fucking uh what's the word I'm for? like he basically pointed to in letters to to us why he did it and it was yep. because of her involvement in the middle east like and that's not to say it's okay <laughs> like, yep. i'm not a bin laden apologist like he sucks too like yep. just because someone sucks doesn't make it okay to kill innocent people but yep. it's also like you can also be like well why did they kill innocent people because someone else killed innocent people exactly <laughs> so yeah there yep, you go yep. it's this revenge this constant yeah. it's this it's this uh what's it called uh, not never ending cycle vicious cycle it's just a vicious cycle that just keeps going round and round and round and nobody breaks it because everybody's just constantly getting revenge 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 and it it fucking sucks man because death i mean killing coercion that's that's powerful shit so it's like of course you're gonna have people retaliate right when you come and you take right these things that people love right their family members their land their homes obviously they're gonna retaliate and so yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. So you said before the podcast, you said you were an agorist, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So f- first, if, if you don't mind, just before I ask my next question, define what agorist means to you. Like, what does that term mean to you? To, to me, agorism, I would define it as the philosophy that Sam Konkin laid out in his, his, his fucking body of work. And the reason why I say that is I feel like it's only fair because it's he, it's him who came up with it. It's him who defined it. And I also will say that doesn't mean I agree with everything Konkin says. I just use that label to be the most accurate thing to describe me. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of people, I think, will try to be like, well, this is what agorism is to me. And it's like, OK, whatever. Like, sure. I mean, words kind of can be whatever you define them as to some extent. But it's like if we're going to be real, like San Konkin came up with it. He laid out the tenants. I feel like it's only fair that you're like you define it by his definition. But whatever. Do what you want, because a lot of people will. I mean, the big the big thing of agorism is one of the main things is they don't agree with utilizing the political system. Mm-hmm. And a lot there are a lot of people out there who s- talk about agorism and what they're just talking about is the other agorist stuff. And they're like, well, I'm an agorist. I just think, you know, this, this, that. And like and a lot of people will get into like this, like, well, you know, technically you're not. And in a sense, kind of technically you're not. But I don't care. Call yourself whatever you want. But just that is a main tenant. And so that's how I define it as. So um, essentially, agorism is the. It's essentially, I like to look as like a subset of like in, in, in our cap, anarcho-capitalism and the uh, anarcho-capitalism is just a belief that like in like a private property type system and that in that essentially no one has the right to rule over you kind of deal, abiding by the non-aggression principle. Uh, it's basically anarchy that essentially believes that like capitalism is sort of, sort of the way mm-hmm. and they define capitalism as free trade because that's another thing when you're talking to socialists, they will define capitalism as something entirely different. Mm-hmm. They'll define it as like crony capitalism. So that's why a lot of people don't like using capitalism because it's kind of a loaded term. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, agorism is more of a, it's like a tactic of it because anarcho-capitalism is more just describing something whereas and uh, agorism goes more to like a tactic type thing. So uh, it's more about utilizing the counter uh, counter economics which is um essentially how do i explain it it's um essentially like going into like black and gray markets which i mean it's another term like black markets are black markets are shits that's illegal uh i mean the way he describes it is white markets gray markets black markets and there's red markets uh black markets and uh, red markets are both illegal red market is shit that's illegal and immoral so this would be stuff that hurts people so like you know, whether that's killing people, stealing shit, those are, that's a red market. That's never okay. Like we should try our best to try to always go mm-hmm. at it. But black market would be stuff that's explicitly illegal, but it's not immoral. Like it's perfectly a moral thing to do. Like, I mean, some people will define the morality by legality, but that's kind of one of the beauty of agorism. And I think it's kind of a mindset 
And like, you don't, you kind of break away from that mindset of illegal being immoral. So, and then gray markets, like a mix between uh, black and uh, white, white's like fully legal. Um, so yeah, and gray markets, like black market, it would be only if you're like completely off board. So a lot of people hang out in the gray and it's just the concept of trying to be in that spot as much as you can. It's essentially living anarchy is what it is. Like you're mm-hmm. just a- interacting as if to some extent, as if the state, I mean, you're still trying mm-hmm. to move around the state, but you're trying to your best to be as free as you can be. And Got a lot it. of people, a lot of people like to put a straw man up and be like, well, why don't you be a, a Ross Ulbricht or why don't you go be the Unabomber living in the woods or whatever. It's, it's whatever you're the most comfortable with. It's a different mindset, really. It's more just that like, you know, whatever, I'm going to fucking evade taxes and I don't really care. Like, obviously, if the IRS man asked me, I'm like, nope, not doing that. Like, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, no, I like it. I like it. So the whole idea of yeah, of anarchy is just, or I guess this this specific method of agorism is just basically you're living life on your own terms, regardless mm-hmm. of what the government says is okay or not okay. You're yeah, just I, doing your own thing. Yeah, I, uh, right. Yeah, basically, one of the best ways that I think Khan can put it is I'm, I'm probably uh, this is probably isn't the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of it's like uh, your means should be the be your like uh, compatible with your ends. So mm-hmm. essentially, like your means, in a sense, are your ends. So like, obviously, there's going to be some things that block that because so your end is anarchy. So what is your means? Anarchy. Just live anarchy. Like, I mean, to the most that you can, like, and then if you're able to encourage others to do the same, it's like, you know, like if we can get to the point, like, say things like Bitcoin, like let's see, or, or like crypto in general, it's a great way to evade taxes, essentially mm-hmm. move around mm-hmm. the system. If we, you, we can start moving that way, or if you have a cash business, if you're able to find ways around it, man, obviously there are hassles because you got to be like careful, like, uh, you know, like you don't want to like if you're say you're fucking direct depositing shit and not claiming taxes on it, it's going to be like, well, you know, like the, your bank might report that. So there is some like aspect of like you got to be careful. Uh, it's but it's just basically like essentially living out the way you want to be. And that's that's why a big part of that, too, is the political involvement. That's one of the big aspects of it is that uh agorism uh very much advocates that you do not utilize the political system whatsoever mm-hmm. because like you don't believe in democracy like so why are you voting mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and i mean i know a lot of people get in the weeds i don't remember what conkins take was on it a lot of a lot of agorists take the make the take that like voting is immoral i more or less look at it from a tactical perspective and i actually think i do have an argument for why i don't think it works out uh in the end i think it's better i i would much rather advocate someone stop voting all entirely and basically stop utilizing the system than to start voting for, you know, libertarianism or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I'd rather just drop out. Cause like in theory, if everyone just tomorrow stopped v- fucking voting, not tomorrow, but like say, say like no one ever voted again, there, there would be no government. Like mm-hmm. just, it would just disappear. We're like, willing participants. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, so I am also of the mind that, well, if I can get 10% people to do that, if I can get 20%, if I can get 30%, I think it's moving it that way. And I think in, in, in an ironic sense, I think leaving, breaking away from the system actually has effects on the system as well. Yeah. So I, I do think in a weird sense that like moving people, like if we say I was able tomorrow to snap my fingers and 50% of the fucking nation became agorist, I do think to some extent the state would shift very much. I think mm. it would essentially move closer to like a minarchist state which is like weirdly kind of like yin and yang too. Cause I think as you get closer to that, people start thinking, Oh, well, it's not so bad. And they kind of fall back into where they like, kind of like the so, state again. So why do you, so why do you think that that doesn't, 
I mean, there, this is a loaded ass question. And I do not expect you to have the fucking perfect answer, but I'm just thinking it. Why do you think people don't do that? Do you, do you think it's because people just straight up aren't even aware of these ideologies, right? They've been so indoctrinated since they were young and our education system is so fucking left nowadays, right? Like lefty for the most part, that people don't even know what the fuck these things are. Anarchy, anarchism, agorism, libertarianism, Right, like, I thought you were specifically asking in relation to to agorism. I, I, why haven't these things caught on? I think a lot of it is a lot of it's kind of recent in a sense. I mean, don't get me wrong; like, anarchy's been around for a while, but like, I feel like in the in the scope of human history, it's much more recent than we'd like to believe. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, agorism, I'm pretty sure, like the first NLM, the first like book was written in like the 80s or something. I might be wrong. So, like, I mean, I don't remember exactly, but it's been it's a blip in the fucking in the histo- history. I mean, there have been similar ideologies, but I also don't think it's been around as much. But I do think the arm of fucking history is going to move that way. I mean, I, I don't know. I also think a lot of people just don't care. And that's perfectly yeah, fine, dude. which is kind of our burden as us. And that's not necessarily bad. That's why I think, like, say, like, to bring it back to, like, agorism. I do think one of the great thing about agorism is it's kind of like using it in application. And when you apply your theory, I think that has effects. Because, say, for example, something like... um. Oh, I'm just bringing it back to crypto. Like, I, I, you can totally get a normie to buy into crypto if it, it becomes advantageous to them in any way. So mm-hmm, they, they're mm-hmm. like, cool, I can invest in crypto and make money off of it. Yep. Okay, whatever. You just incense, like, you just bypassed all theory. You didn't have to convince them about theory at all. And now they're doing an application. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing with, like, say something like Uber. You, you, like, Uber is better than the taxi system with all their unions and shit and all mm-hmm. the fucking government involvement. And, you know, you were able to convince normies to start using Uber because it was more convenient. It was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Again, so, bypassing ideology yeah. and going straight to application. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of application because it's like, cool. If we can get someone to be on application and theory, that's great. That's awesome. Because it's like, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, if we can get them on application, that's kind of all that matters, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that weirdly kind of brings back to the little bit of the beginning where it's like, if I can get you to my same conclusion, I kind of don't really give a, I mean, I care about the means. But I mean, really, like, it's, I need to get you to my conclusion first, then we can work on the means later, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I don't know. working backwards. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. So, so, okay. So then, all right. So what, what, why, why anarchism and more specifically agorism versus libertarianism? Is it just straight up? You don't think government ever in any way, shape or form, even if it's totally voluntary and, and held amongst a very small group of people and held in check by ideally held in check by a small group of people. That's just not you're not about it. Don't don't like it. Or do you like it? But you just like anarchy more. Uh, I mean, OK, here's the thing. Um, for one, I think voluntary government is a, is a contradiction in terms. So, I, I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. like. Like, totally 100 sure theoretically if you got a voluntary government cool whatever i don't care i mean i only care if it's voluntary i just think government by its very design it's is always not, coercion it's yeah. yeah there's like a non-coerced government it's just kind of like i mean I, I i don't know i mean it's essentially it's kind of the same concept i don't know if you know walter block a lot of people give him shit of like because he said before i believe that you could sell yourself into slavery essentially 
but it's like it's like kind of like well who would do that like it just doesn't like it's i, I don't know I, I forgot i had a point there but anyways uh to bring it back also libertarianism I, I guess it sounds like you're describing minarchism and anarchism i feel like a lot of people do this where they'll say libertarianism and what they mean is minarchism and that's a common thing because a lot of people mm-hmm. are like will differentiate libertarian and anarchist i think a- anarchism can be like a subset like ancap i think is a subset of libertarian i think ancaps are libertarians it's like it's like a subset of libertarian. Like anarchist is kind of goes across the entire spectrum, um, obviously, because there's ANSOX and, and comms. Like, but yeah, I mean, I prefer a minarchist government. Like, but I also, ironically, I really, I keep saying this because this always comes up in conversation. I need to find this quote, but I remember vaguely there was a quote from Rothbard that was something along the lines of the essentially that we need to be abolitionists and then in effect we will get incrementalism. But if we're incrementalists, we basically don't get shit. Like, I don't, I, I gotta find it. Obviously, we're way more eloquently than I did. But that's the essence of the statement is that if we're abolitionists, it, we will essentially, like, you're kind of like, it's like if I ask for 100 and you give me 80, it's like, okay, whatever, we're moving the right way. Like, I'm probably not gonna get the 100. And then, like, the same way with like anarchy or abolitionist or being an abolitionist, it's, you're probably not gonna get exactly everything you want, but you're always pushing for it. So mm-hmm. like, but if you're an incrementalist, People know you're an incrementalist. They know you will accept less than, than better, and they'll probably uh, fuck you some other place later. So, so be an abolitionist on the face, knowing. Yeah, well, no, no in, in reality, too. Uh-huh. So it's like you're never okay. satisfied because you're like, I didn't get what I wanted, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, but you're mean always you pushing forward. It. So as a subset, yeah. as a positive subset of your abolitionist nature, you're getting incrementalism. Yes, even though the goal at the end of the day is still to be abolitionist and get your goal yeah. accomplished. Yeah, no, I like it. I like, but if yeah. you're an, incre- if you're an incrementalist, it's like, you're just probably going to get, I mean, yeah, you may still get an increment, but it's, it's, or you probably won't get anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like the difference, it's kind of like, if I ask for a hundred, I might get 75, but if I ask for 75, I might get 50. It's kind of same idea. Like it's, it's really all it is. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I mean, but still, even that at the end of the day, you need to truly be an abolitionist, truly be an anarchist, because ironically, I think my path going forward, I still I don't think governments are ever going to magically not exist. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe one day I think there might be pockets of areas that are free or, or pockets that are more free, because like I've said before, the way I see the future with like this, like urban rural divide, I think even these rural areas, it's still going to be part of a state. It just will probably be a state that has a much care as much less you know what i mean and, and even though that state is going to be more focused on its urban areas because it's just not going to be able to enforce itself in the rural areas as much but there's still a state it's just a a lesser state you know what i mean like yeah i know. just i i feel like the only way that we truly get to the point where there's there's no there's no government in a hypothetical land right is you just have to have enough people that value their that value freedom enough Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it just seems like, you know, there's a large swath of people that really fucking love looking down on others and telling them what to do. Right. Like they don't they don't like it's one thing to to value freedom for yourself, but you have to also then value that for other people. Right. It has to be a two way street. It can't just be, oh, I value my freedom, but I don't value theirs. It's like, no, dude, if by your very nature, if you value your freedom the whole idea is that you respect others as well, but there's all these motherfuckers, dude, that feel 
And like, here's the thing, man, I get it. I, I do get it at, I don't think it's right. I don't agree with it, but I do get where these sort of, this sort of woke cancel culture, sort of uh, social justice warrior movement is coming from because these people, right, for the most part, if you look at them objectively, I'm just saying, a lot of them are sort of misfit types that have, um, that, that have, that feel like they've sort of they're down and out right they're down on their luck and they're finding power in this movement where they get to be a part of it and then tell others what to do because they've always been told what to do right that's kind of how i see it in a sense i don't want to paint in broad strokes and say that is the movement 100 remember i'm a dumbass i'm trying my best to try to describe this based on my personal experience but like i get that notion but that in my, again, subjective reality, right? I don't agree with that. I don't think that that's right. At the end of the day, even though you were oppressed or you feel bad or you, whatever the fuck happened to you, right? You should, you, again, this is me telling other people what to do. Me personally, I'll talk from my perspective. I would just want to advocate for just fucking equality for all. And, and just because some other group you believe was higher than you, right? Is now the target of your ire, I don't know. I'm going on a fucking rant, dude. Yeah. But basically, it's like I get where they're coming from, but it's just misplaced. I feel like what they're doing is misplaced. Yeah, I think a lot of the issues and a lot of crux of what we've been talking about the past, like, I don't know, five minutes or so. I think we need to start having a different view on what government is, what anarchy is. Like, for example, like anarchy is not a location. Like, it's I mean, you might it's a relationship. It's a mindset. It's, you know, like, and then also I think we need to realize what a state is, what the government is, all that it is at its root. While we do have physical manifestations of it, you have military, you have cops, you have Congress, you have whatever. At the end of the day, all it is, is a psychological phenomenon. And what that thing is, is the belief that the belief in authority, the idea that there are people out there who believe they have the right to rule others. On the other hand, the people that believe they, that there are people who have the right to rule them. And that's all it is. So like, and that's why it's like, we're battling a mindset here. It's like, I mean, fuck, what's the Bible verse? It's like, we're not, we're, we're, we're not fighting. Uh, God, I wish I remember. I had him on top of my head. I used to be more, way more like religious when I was a kid, but it's like, we're battling essentially. It's not, it's a, not a battle of flesh and blood. It's a, it's a battle of the mind or battle of you know, spirits or whatever. And that's kind of what we have here. Like we're not, you're, you, the idea that, and that's kind of what the beauty of like agorism is too. Is like, like you can, you can, in a sense, I mean, you can have anarchy or, or the closest thing to it, or you might even be able to have it. Like if you really want to, like you can, or, or it's like, it's, that's why I said it's like a relationship. It's like, how do you deal with others? Your mindset? Like if you don't believe that people have the right to rule over you in a sense, you kind of, in a way are living anarchy. Like, yeah, you may think there's a cop and like, but you do, all you realize is like that guy right there, he has a gun and I don't want to get shot by him. He has no right to rule me, but I'm going to act properly. So as not to get shot. And like that, in a sense, is kind of in a way almost anarchy. Like you are in your head, that dude doesn't have a right. Like so, it's like all you can control is yourself. And then like it's also kind of a relationship and how you deal with others. So you can further that as well. But I mean, the idea that like like that we're gonna have this magical location, we may. There may be locations, there may be groups of people that feel that way. But I think it's more we need to focus on the mindset. That's that's the big thing. Like realize what we're we're fucking going for that's why i like to try it no lot of people shit on theory but i like to focus on theory because like we i can talk to normies about current events and this and that 
But if you're just talking about like why, you know, this nation was overplayed their hand with this or that, like, are you, are you really getting them to the deeper theory of why that's not okay? And like, are you really changing their mind? Like, I mean, I can, I can get using them as a, as a in to get them to that and use that as an example of why that wasn't okay. But it's really just a deeper idea that they're going to start thinking that way is really what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I 100% agree with the, with the theory being important. That was the thing that when I, basically when I started being like, all right, and I had always questioned the government, right? I was like, I don't know, some fucking power hungry motherfuckers up on a hill telling everybody what to do. But when, when it got to the point where COVID hit and was like, you can't leave your house, I, I had this innate urge inside of me to just go, all right, I got to figure out what it is exactly that I believe in, right? Because I, not because I need to, not because I have this overwhelming desire to slap a label on my face, but just because I don't fucking know. I don't know. And I need to start piecing the puzzle together and start listening to theory, right? So I picked up an audio book called Libertarianism. Literally, that's the title of it. I forget who wrote it, but that book was sort of the start down the path for me. Um, and Mike Maloney's Investing in Gold and Silver. That was honestly probably pre the Libertarianism book. And if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely check that shit out, um, especially with the crazy inflation that's fucking happening right now. Um, but uh but anyways, yeah, so the theory is really fucking important. It's good to be able to then apply practical examples of, you know, this is when theory works, this is when, you know, blah, blah, blah. But getting the theory and understanding the definition, the core principles of it, I, dude, I'm still trying to do that. That's why I'm trying to talk to people like you and trying to talk to, you know, Nick and, you know, Connor and, and these other people that I've, that I've met on Twitter who have been in this shit for way fucking longer than I have because I'm still trying to grasp the concepts of of sort of what this is all about right because i think it's important man that's like one you know one of the reasons why i wanted to to, to so i switched sort of the structure of this podcast away from what it started out as to more sort of like i'm evolving as a person and i kind of just want to take other people if you guys think that's cool and you're up for this with me take you down the, the path with me and we can grow and learn together right and so yeah, I don't necessarily really have a point with all that, but just responding to what you were saying, I agree, man, that theory is super important. Um, yeah, to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know your exact conclusion, but I feel like your conclusion is similar. And so now we're doing like kind of what we're, I talked about earlier. Well, now we're, we're working, working on your logic. Mm -hmm. So and like you're at this, uh, the right conclusion or similar or somewhere in the correct path. So we're going to work on your logic that got you there. And maybe and probably along the way also refine your conclusion because yes. utilizing that logic that got you there, strengthening it. Not, not to say that you necessarily end up thinking what I think or whatever. Hopefully, whether what I think or ideas that I espouse will somehow ring true to you and, and affect your thinking and, and so on with Nick and stuff. Because I, I know Nick, uh, Nick's a great guy. We yeah. obviously have a lot. Of, we have disagreements on on when it comes to like shit like this. That's fine. Whatever. I, I, I you know I could be wrong. I'll probably who knows. I'll probably change my mind in a year from now. I don't. Yep. 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 So yep. these are just theories I'm working with now. So no, and that's that's what I love about people in the liberty movement, dude. Is like, for the most part, I'm again, I'm only speaking from my personal sort of um, purview, right? But but it's it's cool. People are pretty open minded for the most part, right? They're open to hearing your argument and sort of your thoughts on things and and saying, okay, 
I, maybe I get that if I don't agree with it, but like, have you considered this, right? It's, it's not, it's not this like slamming it down in your face. No, 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 you're a fucking idiot. It's gotta be this way only. Right. And you know, that's what, that's what dude, my education felt like that, man. Like I, I just finished up school, um, a couple, of a couple of months ago, six months ago, seven months ago. And, um, and there was literally, I was having uh, lunch with a group of like a group of my people. And there was this one girl who, who was just like, Oh, Hey, I was making a point about something. I forget. And she was like, Oh, Hey, but by the way, hold on, hold on, hold on. Check your, check yourself real quick. Cause remember you're a white male. So you, 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 you don't really, <laughs> basically your opinion doesn't really matter here. Oh my God. Is like, that work? No, this is at fucking school, dude. This was oh, at okay. fucking, this was in law school, man. This was oh, in my fucking, God. <laughs> Just I just like, can't like, I mean, I'm also a mechanic. I'm, I'm in the military. Mm-hmm, like I've been mm-hmm. doing that for the past 10 years. So mm-hmm. I, I just like, I, it's funny people say this shit, but I just like, it's funny to like try to put my, cause I'd be like, excuse me, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, straight up. I- but dude, here's the thing though. I didn't, I didn't, this is what I'm saying. I didn't understand shit well enough. I knew I felt like it was off. I was like, this makes no fucking sense to me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion. It's like, okay, great. So my parents can both be like, I always use this this example, but my parents can both be crack addicted. Right. And I fucking had to work, you know, seven different jobs just to get the money to come here. But I, I have no, I have, I'm not allowed to speak on poverty. Right. But you know, if you have a black dude who, you know, comes from multimillionaire, you know, fucking fortune 500 owning, you know, father, whatever. And he comes in, he automatically has a right to speak on poverty just because his skin's black and my skin's white. Like I have more in common with people. Like, I'm not saying that's my story. That's not my story. I'm just using it as a hypothetical, Mm. right? It's like that hypothetical person would have more in common with poor people than the fucking black dude who came from wealth. Right. It's, it's not about skin color. And that's the cr- fucking crazy shit that like, dude, it's just I don't know, man. I feel it's like just, the more I, it's, it's ironic. Those same people will be the same ones that were like, if you said something like, well, I make sure to make sure my doors are locked anytime I see a black man walk by. They'd be like, what? But it's it literally like, OK, you can make the argument. Maybe there's some slight merit that as a white person, you're more likely to X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. But there's also, on the other hand, well, as a black person, you're more likely to X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I think that like mm-hmm. the, the, it, it, like it's just it's literally like that or what I just pointed out is the exact same thing on the other on the opposite foot. But it's like, why is it OK to be like you just assume I had a good life or you know, a better upbringing because I'm white. I might, we can even make an argument as statistically more likely that I did, but you don't fucking know that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's sort of the, you know, the weird logic games that you play with people. Right. And it's just like, guys, you're, I don't know, man, for me, the logic just falls apart a lot of the time with all these fucking arguments coming from the social justice movement and all this shit. I'm just like, if you take this one step further logically than what you're taking it to right now, the whole fucking thing falls apart. Like this, this just does not make sense to me. Um, but I think at the end of the day, man, I feel like they're, their heads in the right place, but they're sort of how they're going about accomplishing it is all fucked up. So anyways, man. All right. Well, cool. Well, I feel like I've exhausted probably most of my points that I wanted to bring up. Um, it's kind of late and I don't want to keep you too much later unless you have like a burning desire to, to sort of go off on another tangent. Oh, um, no, you're, no, we're, we're good. This is probably a good spot. I don't have really much else to say. If we yeah. keep going, you'll start realizing how little I actually know. 
probably me too, dude. Me as well. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, pleasure to have you on. I'm sure we'll we'll connect in the future at some point as well. And I'll try to get this podcast posted probably this weekend because because thank God tomorrow just got deemed a federal holiday. So I have a three-day weekend, which I was not expecting, which is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. So anyways, all right, cool. Well, any last words for, for anybody listening? Uh, no, for anyone listening that wants to check me out, I'm a, I have the No Way Jose podcast. I'm on YouTube. I'm also just about everywhere audio podcasts are at, just about all the podcatchers. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you do like my stuff and you want to support, um, no way, uh, patreon.com, just no way Jose 2020. Yeah, that's really all I got. Uh, if you, yeah, Twitter's the best place probably to get a hold of me if you want to talk to me for whatever reason. I, I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Uh, fucking, I'm Jose Galison or at Jose, Galison Jose. I mean, you can type in Jose Galison in the fucking search bar, you'll find me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, j-o-s-e-g-a-l-i-s-o-n jose yep. galison yep. yeah all right well cool well yeah um i can attest he's fucking great on twitter that's how i found him that's how we communicate that's how i fucking communicate with everybody on here so anyways all right cool well guys i'll let you run um and uh see you guys next time